0: This house is feeling a little chilly. We're going to need a bigger blanket to warm
1: it up. It's manners. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy.
0: And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening
1: to Schmanners. It's
0: extraordinary etiquette
1: for ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. Good morning.
0: Good morning.
1: Okay. How are you?
0: <laughs> well, is slap happy a feeling?
1: Yes, I would say it's the feelingest. That's, that's how I am. That's where we're at. So this is a very apropos episode um well
0: and that's why i chose it
1: well yes but they don't i'm telling them oh yes okay we know this we live in each other's lives (laughs) i see you every day i believe that we have mentioned before the fact that oh we're moving so we just bought a house we bought a house last wednesday um, and so we have been spending the last couple of days crawling over our own stuff and working our way around boxes. And so we wanted to talk about housewarming. Yeah. Um, housewarming, I think, is uh, one of those things that everybody accepts as a thing. And I think very rarely do we ever think about, like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, I think if everybody was to really ask themselves, they kind of understand like what you're doing to welcome somebody to their new house but like that's a weird thing <laughs> <laughs> um
0: well i have a couple couple things first of all uh emily post says that a housewarming is truly the only party you can throw for yourself
1: okay see that's interesting because a lot of people um asked in the questions like do i need to wait for someone else to throw me a housewarming nope and that's the thing i actually think it would be weird if someone just for me personally, if someone was like, I would like to throw you a housewarming because to me, a housewarming is what you do when you're ready to welcome people to your new home.
0: Exactly. Um, It would be it would be strange for someone else to orchestrate your housewarming party for you. So like I said, Emily Post says that this is the only party you can truly throw for yourself.
1: OK, so. What is a housewarming, and why do it do?
0: Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> these sort of things are always very interesting to me because it it seems that no matter which corner from the world I started of of looking for the origins of the housewarming party, it's I seem to find it. There are, um, uh, there are. Uh, legs of it in medieval France there are parts of it in um, rural India uh, in Thailand in Germany like it's it's just everywhere
1: it that's not surprising to me because this seems like wedding birth you you know moving starting your home these all seem like pretty universally people would look at it and be like this is something that needs to be acknowledged in some way um, you know, something where it's like, "Hey, we recognize that this is a milestone in life, even if we don't celebrate it year over year. Even, if, but it's something that we recognize something is different now, right? Especially, I think, and I'm gonna maybe I'm jumping ahead here, but when I think about housewarming, what it probably used to mean more of leaving your parents' house to your own i doubt there was a lot of like dorms and apartments and stuff in between like there is now
0: right well so i would like to focus on the housewarming uh that's a little more eurocentric because that's how Amer- our lives are uh those are the, the that's the life that i know best um although A lot of the other places that I mentioned, Thailand, India, and even parts of of Africa, um, have some more religious-centered ceremonies regarding the housewarming. Um, The one that's more Eurocentric probably came from, like I said, medieval France.
1: We would like to welcome our special guest, (laughs) BB Lee, to the studio. Bibi has hit this point now where when we're talking, she is also talking. So enjoy that.
0: Uh, which was traditionally thrown within 180 days of moving to the new house. Okay. And I don't know why that 180 days. I mean, Emily Post says anything within three days to three weeks is okay because you, you want to generally give your guests a little bit of time to, to respond to your invitation.
1: You know, I kind of dig on the 180 days, though.
0: I couldn't find a reason. I don't know why it's 180 days, but I saw that figure in a couple of different resources. Uh, like I said, I think that anytime between three and three weeks is is good for me. Well,
1: but so here, uh, I, I, not that three weeks isn't possible of doing this, but I like the idea of giving yourself a window to get everything unpacked, everything settled, everything set up, buy all the new stuff you need. Get okay. get it ready because like when when you when I think about like housewarming, I always think of it as look at my home and not so much like look at all my boxes and
0: and you think that you will need what's 180 days how many weeks months? is that six months to do that
1: no I don't think so but I I do think three weeks feels a little tight but maybe that's because I'm thinking about it now with a baby crawling around <laughs> um, but I I do like the idea of not feeling rushed. To have your housewarming, you okay, know?
0: I can dig it. Um, so the, the term housewarming probably comes from the act of literally warming a house. So a house that had sat empty mm-hmm. uh, for a while was quite cold, quite drafty. Um, so you would want to light your fires and let the fires go for a while before you had, you know, company over. Because it yeah. would be cold in there.
1: Oh, well, yeah, that, <laughs> that all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, So then old friends and new neighbors from around the community would bring firewood to your home to help you with this enormous expense of warming your new house.
1: um, um So it was literally like they would literally bring stuff to help you warm your home.
0: Right. That's the practical side. So here's the other reason Um, this, this warming, this driving out of the cold, old air, bringing new, warm, friendly air.
1: Seems very symbolic.
0: Yeah. Probably also helped to drive out evil spirits. Well,
1: yeah, of course. That tracks. Like that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, BB, for demonstrating what an evil spirit might sound like.
0: Um, so, like I said, these houses were probably unoccupied for a, for an, at least a number of days, in which time the, quote, evil spirits could move in.
1: At the very least, the energy would get stagnant in there. You know what I mean? You got to clean that energy up, maybe do some smudging, burn some stage in there. I get it. Yeah, I agree with B.B.
0: Um, so... Th- this evil spirits will come back several times in in the gifts that I explained to you. Okay. Um The name for this housewarming in France, by the way, is Pendaison de Cremiere. Creme nope. Pendaison. Okay. Yes, okay. De uh-huh. Cremayer.
1: So the 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 I got nothing. Something okay. of the something.
0: <laughs> Hanging of the chimney hook. Okay. Um, Because, again, when the house was being built, when the house was finished, this was the last thing, the last piece of furniture, one hung. Um, and the chimney hook was to... Put a pot on?
1: Yeah, okay, that makes sense.
0: Right. So you put the, the pot on the hook and the hook is kinda telescopy, so you can move it closer or further from the fire that you were cooking over. Um, and then this pot would be used to make a thank you meal for everyone who helped you move into your new home. That's another thing that I found several times over. There are lots of places where in a housewarming, people don't bring you gifts. You give them gifts.
1: Okay, our special guest has left us. She's taking a nap now. Okay, so you were saying <laughs> where we left off. So it used to be that rather than bring you presents, you give them presents. Well, that- well,
0: not used to be. Just that that's kind of a, a difference. One difference that I found is... In the housewarming party,
1: like mythos, and was that because, like I think you said, they helped you build your house, or they
0: they helped you build your house? They, uh, you're kind of um, thanking them for letting you be their neighbor, like that kind of thing. Okay. So I, I found that in Japan, it is customary for the new people to give out like hand towels or tea towels to all of their neighbors. Um, one because it's a small token, so it doesn't really need uh, reciprocation, mm-hmm. and two because the they are um, trying to, you know, please their new neighbors and say, "Look at how I'm a really great neighbor. It's going to be a great time being friends with you guys." It,
1: actually, it both ways make sense to me. Yeah, it, me too. It, it makes sense to me that. As neighbors and someone new comes to the neighborhood, you would welcome them to the neighborhood. But it also makes sense to me if you're the new person to say like, hey, you're going to like having me around. I'm great. Exactly. So
0: this French thing, the, the pot, was probably a kind of. Six of one, half a dozen of the other, you know. So, like, these people helped you build your new house. So, you hung up your chimney hook and you made them a pot of stew or whatever. And in some places, um, the the gifts that are given are usually, I mean, like, I'm going to say most of the gifts I found are probably, like, 90% food. Okay. Food's a big one.
1: That was another one. We got a lot of questions. I We'll probably talk about this in the questions, but... People talking about is it weird to bring food, something that's only one time use um, versus something to decorate with. But I'm I'm actually of the mind that something like, you know, a bottle of wine or food, you know, bread. We just our friends, uh, Kelly and Jeremy, just brought us, you know, a, a loaf of bread to symbolize like the breaking of bread in your new house and like that kind of thing. Yep.
0: And they brought us a bottle of wine, which is also symbolic, and a uh, canister of salt, another yep. symbolic gesture.
1: But I actually think that food and that kind of thing makes more sense to me than handing someone something. It's in, okay, let me re, let me rewind. Okay. Um, <laughs> for people like us, where we have lived together for many years now and moved to many different houses, we don't need things like we don't need a blender you know we don't need a toaster and so like somebody bringing us that kind of stuff would be uh useless to us i also think that there's something to unless you know the person really well and you really have a fine touch on their tastes bringing them decorations might be a little presumptuous there are a couple of
0: decorations that are traditional okay um especially in germany Um, where there's a lot of Norse influence, uh, Nordic influence. Um, Acorns are a traditional gift, or they, I mean, they were a traditional gift because you would line the acorns up on your windowsills to protect against the evil spirits. Mm -hmm. But now, a lot of times people give decorative objects like plates and things like that that have acorns on them. Um, Same thing with roosters, roosters. Roosters are also traditionally, again, the calling of the rooster wards off the evil spirits. So you give rooster decorated items because roosters make bad pets.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, unless, well, maybe you are raising chickens. That's fine. Um, another, I was going to say that the one decoration thing I can personally think of pineapples.
0: Exactly. Pineapples we've talked about before are uh, an, a welcoming and a status symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, So by giving people a pineapple, you let them know that they are um, welcome and appreciated and also that you think they're pretty high class.
1: And so you don't have to give an actual pineapple that you bought, you know, in in this day and age. You can do uh, symbolic, decorative. We have many different pineapple options. We have a pineapple lamp. We have a pineapple painting. Lots of different pineapple things. And, um, man, we're just jumping around now, but. I'm going to go ahead and jump to this question because I just thought of it. This uh, first question is between K- from Katie. Between a few friends and I, one of us ends up moving every few months. Is it okay to stop buying gifts? The gifts are getting ridiculous. My advice there is get something symbolic like a pineapple lamp or something and have it symbolically pla- pass from friend to friend as you move so it just keeps getting regifted and passed around and then it becomes a tradition amongst your friends of the next person who moves gets the lamp you know what i mean and it gets charged with all that positive energy and memories as you pass around and you don't have to keep giving gifts every time
0: i think that's a great idea um but did you know that for housewarming gifts are optional
1: (laughs) Really?
0: <laughs> yeah, several sites I found, especially Emily Post, said that uh, a lot of times people feel like they have to give a gift at a housewarming, and they absolutely don't. Um, it's not. It's not required. Uh, a housewarming is just about filling kind of your house with that that good energy. Those, your presence those vibes. is
1: present enough.
0: Um, and in fact, I read an article where Anna Post. Uh, a great-great-granddaughter. She's was
1: great. Just great-granddaughter. A terrific-granddaughter.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, she talked about this kind of new fad that has been emerging of registering. Red, registering, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for you house got it. parties. You got it the first time. I don't know. It sounded weird in my mouth, in my uh, he- ears.
1: That's interesting to me. I,
0: creating I, a registry. There you go. There it is. That,
1: I... For me, the present that I want from people when I invite them over for a housewarming is to tell me what a good job I've done setting up the house. Right. Like that, that to me feels like one, of course, you do housewarming to welcome all your friends in your new home. But I feel like the selfish reason you do housewarming is to show off your new house. Right.
0: Right. Not to get gifts.
1: Yeah. I now that said, I do understand. I think that's different, as I pointed out. For us versus somebody starting their first home together.
0: Well, and and I think that that was what the article was trying to convey. Uh, it interviewed several people who were um, were single and childless, uh, moving into a new home. Mm-hmm. So they were unmarried, so they didn't get a registry or a shower for their wedding. Um, They had no children, so they didn't get any kind of like baby shower stuff. They weren't interested in that kind of thing. Um, And so moving into a new home, they wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity to get things like you would on a wedding registry. Like, you know, like you mentioned, blender, toaster, dishes, all that kind of stuff that you register for. Um, But still, Anna Post said that... She really didn't think that this was the occasion. Uh, like if you, if you needed to have an occasion to, to do that, she suggested maybe putting those items on your list for a birthday or for a Christmas or any other kind of holiday celebration because those are more generally accepted gift-giving occasions uh, than a housewarming, which you don't necessarily have to give gifts for at all. I think
1: that, and I always feel kind of lazy giving this answer, but I I think it really applies here as it does so many places. I think what it comes down to is what the situation you're in is. So, like, if you know about your friends and family that they love giving gifts for this kind of thing, and they're just, like, itching to give you everything you would need as you move into your new home, and they're, like, just so hungry to give you stuff, cool, do it. You know what I mean? But if you're dealing with a bunch of like, uh, you know, broke artist friends, as so many of us in theater have, they're probably not going to get you blenders and toasters and stuff.
0: I still don't think that that a registry for this particular situation, a registry or, or a list is um, is appropriate, just because when you invite people to a housewarming um, to to let them know about a registry I suppose if they ask,
1: that's what I was going to say, because if they ask
0: what you would like, you might be able to point them to a list or a registry. But still, you I think that you could probably still just tell them, oh, I'm interested in outfitting my kitchen or or things like that. Well,
1: uh, mm, okay, just to nail down on it, I think that if they ask having something in mind because what you don't want is to get a bunch of stuff that one doesn't fit together in any kind of pattern or theme or, you know, getting a stainless steel blender and like a white ceramic mixer. Like,
0: OK, OK, to be
1: able to, because you're setting up your home and you want stuff that you want. Um, so I would say if that's what you think it's shaping up to be like people buying you silverware and plates and, you know, appliances, that kind of stuff. I think it's fine to have ideas ready to go if somebody asks.
0: Okay, we digress. Okay. Here are some more traditionally accepted ideas candles. Again, this is more of the evil spirit thing to kind of light and warm the home. Um, Plus, like, it's not like good. I said, acorns and roosters.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Don't get a rooster candle. Well, actually, that's a great idea. <laughs> you can find a rooster shaped <laughs> candle. I,
0: I think you could probably find an acorn shaped candle better.
1: Yeah, but that's not as usually interesting mm-hmm. now, is mm-hmm. it?
0: Um, Like you mentioned, bread, salt, and wine. Uh, bread, so that the house may never know hunger. Salt, so that the life may always have flavor. Wine, so that joy and prosperity may reign forever. Um, live plants are another really good thing to give people for housewarming. Um, again, they're kind of symbolic. They represent life and prosperity um and again they really just brighten up a room mm-hmm. when you have a live plant we don't all have... that
1: extra oxygen is nice
0: <laughs> we don't have very many live plants at this point because um, the cat because the cat she likes to
1: chew on stuff like yeah, that she eats our plants
0: um another one in several different cultures is a broom
1: to sweep out the evil spirits that's
0: right also if you have kids to kind of sweep the house before well, they get dirty, okay, yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, a, a broom can clean. You say No, <laughs> you do go on.
0: Um, in in the same vein as the broom, uh, removing evil spirits type thing, there's a there's a subset of this called a burden basket, mm-hmm. uh, which has has different origins as well. I read of a Native American origin um where you were to to leave your burdens and cares in the basket which is just outside of the door so mm-hmm. that you can have a light and happy home life
1: also it's a great place to put halloween candy for people to take so yes mul- multitasker
0: multitasker um so the those are and then there's subsets of this like sugar and honey uh for a sweet life in your new home, things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Another interesting thing that I found was a a pound party. Okay. This is, uh, to my knowledge, a Southern tradition where you would, where all of the neighbors would bring a pound of something to outfit the new neighbor's larder. So like a pound of sugar, a pound of flour, stuff like that.
1: That makes sense. Those are,
0: those are less symbolic, but they are traditional gifts in regional areas.
1: That makes sense. Yeah.
0: So one more thing before we go into our our thank you notes and our questions. I found a very interesting story. Actually, not story. Very interesting fact article about a housewarming gift that George Washington gave to Alexander Hamilton.
1: I've heard of both of them. Yes.
0: Yes. In 1789. Um, so... It is a uh, wine cooler where it has room for four bottles. Like Bottles and James?
1: Oh, okay. Like a cooler (laughs) for wine. Yes. Got you.
0: It's called a Bombay Oval, and it has two lion's mask pendant ring handles, and each side is engraved. Um, So when Washington ordered it for the president's house in 1789— uh, he used it and then gave it to Hamilton when he retired. Uh, it stayed in Hamilton's family until it was sold at Christie's New York for no
1: $782,500. That's a lot of money. Wow. Quite a bit of money for some wine coolers. Delicious, yeah. delicious wine coolers.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that's crazy.
1: That yes. Um, so I think it's time uh, for a thank you note, couple thank you notes and then some questions.
0: First thank you note goes out to our sponsor. Link AKC. We've talked about this a couple other times. Um, so Link AKC Collar is a GPS locator and fitness tracker and more all back to the American Kennel Club. Um, so it is a collar that you put on your dog or animal, I suppose. Um, and you can track their progress, their location and all kinds of stuff through their smartphone app. Phone app. Um, so, you know. Like a GPS locator, you can always tell where your dog is. Um, this is particularly useful if, if your dog escapes your yard, mm-hmm. gets lost. You'll be able to tell where they went. Um, and also, <laughs> you'll be able to count their steps.
1: <laughs> yeah. Make sure your dog's getting enough energy, you know? It, dogs. I don't know if you all know this, but dogs um, don't speak English, so they can't say like, hey, I put in a, a good day today and I've done great. And, you know, it's really easy for dogs to get a little overweight and that is not good for them. And so this way, you know, your dog's getting the exercise that they need.
0: Right. So keeping your dog safe, happy, and healthy got even easier with this special offer <sighs> from Link AKC for our listeners. If you go to Link A-K-C- if you go to linkakc.com, I wanted to make sure I get that out.
1: Oh yeah, it's important.
0: Important. And use the code Schmanners S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. You can save 30% on your order and get free shipping. Um, so again. That's code Schmanners to save 30% on your order with free shipping at linkakc.com.
1: We are also sponsored this week by Quip. Ooh. Okay. Now let me ask you a question, Teresa. Have you ever brushed your teeth?
0: Uh yeah. Like okay. every day. Uh, that
1: wasn't a trick question. Like I knew I have lived with you for many years. <laughs> so I did know the answer to that. Um, but here's the thing. Many recent studies suggest that having good oral health impacts your overall health, not just your dental health. I can believe it. Um, yet most of us don't brush our teeth properly, and you can start brushing to better today.
0: Today, yeah. So How?
1: basically, Quip um, is a company that's refreshing the way people brush their teeth. And so it's an electronic toothbrush that packs premium vibration and timer features into an ultra-slim design that's half the cost of bulkier brushes. And this is my favorite part of this because, listen, we all try to be our best selves. You you know it. I'm trying everything. We all know it. And here's the thing. I think after a while, you go to brush your teeth and you think, how long have I had this toothbrush? (laughs) How old is this toothbrush? Huh? I remember being a kid and getting those two brushes with the blue stripe on the side and thinking, like, I, is this real? <laughs> like, should I? <laughs> how long? Oh, God. Um, but here's the thing with Quip, you can even subscribe to receive new brush heads on a de- dentist recommended three month plan for just $5, including free shipping. Oh, hey. So they, you take all the guesswork out of it, they'll send you the new brush heads. All you got to do is put them on there um, for just $5. Like uh, quip starts at just $25. And right now, if you go to get getquip, G E T Q U I P dot com slash Schmanners to get your first f- refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush, that's your first refill pack free at getquip dot get slash Schmanners. G E T Q U I P dot com slash Schmanners. Go check it out. Start brushing better, fool. Hey, this is Griffin McElroy.
0: Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. And
1: we've got a new podcast on Maximum Fun called Wonderful.
0: Wonderful. It's an
1: enthusiast podcast where we talk about things that we're excited about and things that you're excited about.
0: Things like overalls. 24-Hour Sudafed. The grand prize game.
1: The fact that wombats use their butts to kill predators.
0: The soundtrack to the movie Dick Tracy.
1: The beach potion we call Bud Light Line.
0: All these things and more every Wednesday, and we'll also talk about things that you're excited about.
1: You can find us on MaximumFun.org or iTunes or wherever. I don't know, just search Wonderful. Google it, you'll probably get there.
0: There is a new series of star trek coming out and MaximumFun.org has submitted to our blackmail and agreed to host a new show on the network we're calling it the greatest discovery
1: we've got photographs we have recordings (laughs) we have web browser history on everyone at maximum fun those are the things that have allowed us to have a second star trek show on maximum fun
0: There's no way they're happy about this, but we will be recapping every episode of Star Trek Discovery, all 15 of them as they come out over the fall and winter, and uh, we hope you'll join us by going to MaximumFun.org and looking for The Greatest Discovery, or looking for it wherever you download
1: podcasts. Okay. All right. We have some questions now.
0: I'm ready. So we did a couple questions in the first half, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, so this question's from James. We're in the process of buying our first house, not the biggest house. How can we do a party with not much room to invite everyone?
0: Um, why not wait till a warm night and have a backyard BBQ?
1: Yeah. Also, I think that you could do it in stages, you know, have a housewarming for friends, close friends, housewarming for family. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, not everybody all in one night.
0: Another w- good way is to kind of space people out by having an open house.
1: Ooh. So instead
0: of party from 7 to 9, party from noon to 5 mm-hmm. and come and go as you please.
1: I like that. That's, these are, man, those are all good options. We did a great job. Great job. Really knocked it out of the park with that one. <laughs> all right. Um, this question, we kind of answered this, but this is from I'm Your Hero. Uh, do you buy a gift for every new house or just someone's first home? And you said that like, gifts aren't required.
0: Gifts aren't required. Um, I would say traditionally, if you are invited to a housewarming, uh, that's like if you want to give them a gift, that's the time to give it to them. If you don't have a housewarming for a house, you certainly don't have to give them a housewarming gift. Do you, does that make sense? That,
1: that does make sense. <laughs> but should...
0: But you can have a housewarming party for every new home.
1: Okay, but you don't... Ha-
0: but you don't have to get give gifts for everybody's housewarming party. Does that mean... So, okay. We talk about how gifts are traditionally expected at things like weddings, mm-hmm. right? Showers, birthday parties. Housewarming, gifts aren't traditionally expected. You can give people gifts, and there are some really great symbolic gifts to give people, um, but... Like I said, housewarming parties are not just aren't about filling your home with things, filling your life with things. It's about the kind of good vibes. So you have a housewarming party to a show off your cool new digs, but also b invite people to get to know you, your neighbors, Um, you know, invite people who will be your new friends.
1: Do you think is it tricky, though? Because there's a difference between traditionally expected and individually expected. Like, you know, I I don't want to walk into someone's housewarming empty handed and and, and, like everybody else has brought a gift. And I just say I wasn't I didn't have to, you know what I mean? (laughs)
0: Like I do understand that. And I think that's why so many of the gifts that we talked about are traditional gifts, things like a loaf of bread, a bottle of wine, Things like that that are that are not expensive, that are things that you might bring to a party anyway. So like if you are, if for example, if you have that open house party, if you bring a plate of cookies that people can eat off of all day, that's your gift. That's great.
1: Cool. Um, it's like- not
0: all or nothing. You know, there's a lot of in between and all it's, it's all good.
1: And um, this question is from McKenzie. Once again, another gift question. Suppose uh, I suppose this is a general party question, but how appropriate or not is a handmade gift, i.e. a painting, knits, crafts, etc.
0: Absolutely appropriate. Um, Like I said, anything that gives those kind of, you know, good vibrations is going to please the host.
1: I would say, and this is maybe my more cynical side of this podcast. Hi, welcome. Come join me over here. Is if you give anything that is a decoration or anything, be it handmade or not, for any occasion, you should always give it without the expectation of it being displayed. Because I think that when it comes to style and decoration, it's so personal and individual that it doesn't mean they didn't appreciate the gift. And it doesn't mean that they didn't like it. It just might not fit their aesthetic. So I think it's always fine to give. But I think if you show up two weeks later and it's not on display, that doesn't mean they didn't like it.
0: Yeah. Where's my handcrafted tea cozy? Well, I don't have a tea set to put it on. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: You should never ask that. You should never (laughs) ask the question is, where's the gift I gave you? Like, that's that's not great to put someone on the spot like that. Um, uh, So Eric asked this and we did kind of touch on this. Is it appropriate to throw someone else a housewarming or should I wait until they mention it? Could you do a housewarming not at somebody's house? That would kind of defeat the purpose, right?
0: I, I do think that you have to, it has to be at the place. Uh, but like I said, there's a lot of gray in this. Uh, Emily Post said that it's the one you can you can for sure throw for yourself. But I know we joked about it in the beginning. If you are very close with the person... You could suggest that they have a housewarming party and say, I, you may be overwhelmed and I would love to organize it for you. Uh, sure.
1: Why not? Uh, one last question here. This is not a lot of questions, but we answered so many in the first half. Um, this question is from Garrett. Is it okay to refuse a housewarming gift? My friend wants to buy me silverware, but I really don't need or want any.
0: To refuse a housewarming gift. Um, I want to change this language just a little bit. I'm going to say that it is okay to suggest an alternate gift. Uh, if someone really wants to buy you silverware, perhaps you could suggest to them, well, I don't need silverware, but maybe a set of really nice knives would be great. Something that, you know, you can use that way. So it's similar, but not... The thing that you don't want, do you know what I mean?
1: Um, I also reverse of this question, Gary. If you are a friend of someone who I thought his name was Garrett, Garrett, what did I say? He said Gary, Mm, I think he said Garrett. Let the record show, (laughs) um, but like, I don't know, I just don't understand the impulse of like, hey, I want to buy you silverware, okay, I don't need silverware, Mm, I'm still gonna buy you some, right? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. So if you if you want to buy a present for somebody and they don't need it, it's not really a present. Then it's a burden. (laughs) You're giving them a burden. Um, But we
0: want to, let's change this language, make it a little more open and honest and, you know, delicate. You don't have to say you're giving me a burden. You can, you can just say silverware. Isn't something that I need. Uh, If you'd like to buy me something that I need, why not get me, like I said, a set of knives. Why not get me new coffee cups Why not get me, I don't know, napkin rings, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. that new AAA
1: video game.
0: Insert what what do you want here?
1: Uh, So I think that's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you for joining us. Your presence is all the present we need. Teresa is giving me a face down because we have once again realized (laughs) we did not think of a topic ahead of time. I actually have a biography in my head that I would like to suggest. Okay. Dolly Madison. All right. Yeah. Um, So we're going to do a biography of Dolly Madison, um, because I just watched The Drunk History about Dolly Madison, and it was interesting to me. Um, If you want to go check out all the other amazing Maximum Fun podcasts, you can go to MaximumFun.org. Sawbones just did one about a man who thinks he's glass. It was very interesting. Very interesting. And... Also on Maximum Fun, Griffin and Rachel, formerly of Rose Buddies, have started a new podcast called Wonderful. And
0: it is amazing. It's
1: all about enthusiasm and being enthused for things. And it's called Wonderful! Exclamation point, An Enthusiast Podcast. And I think everybody should listen to it and love it. Um, if you want to check out all the other shows um, uh, that the Macroys do, you can go to Um This... Saturday, um, Justin and I are going to be at GDEX in Columbus, talking about podcasts, uh, at 4.30. You can look that up. Um, just search for The GDEX, G-D-E-X. Um, What else, Teresa?
0: As always, thank you to Brent Brantafloss Black for writing our theme music. And that is available as a ringtone where those are sold. Thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter avatar art. Thank you to Keely Weiss Photography for our um, Facebook banner. And join the Facebook group. There's a lot of cool kids on there discussing politeness and etiquette.
1: Uh, and that's going to do it for us join us again next week
0: no RSVP required
1: you've been listening to Schmanners
0: Schmanners Schmanners get it